0: dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle.
1: I'm leveled up, and this is my now. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us. This is The American Hustle, where we believe The American Dream is not dead. Dead. That's right. It's not dead, folks. My name is Neil and I am joined with uh in studio with uh with the the esteemed producer, the Italian stallion. Jeff Schermanti. Jeff Germanti, who is uh who's back now, had a surgery not too long ago. A little adapt and overcome. We're all processing uh personally and professionally. Um, so good thing he's he's you know, appropriately healing up and back in studio regularly, so I don't have to be, <laughs> so I don't have to be in charge of, of of trying to to figure out that production side of things. And if you don't know, you got to check out the I Speak Jeep podcast, and you'll you'll find some episodes where Neil's been the producer. <laughs> That's right, folks. Uh, American <laughs> Hustle is a, a sister production from our our flagship I Speak Jeep, which is a, a wildly successful automotive podcast. And if you have any interest in, in quirky personalities and you know fun how-to conversations and and just general rugged individualism that makes us successful, uh, you'll want to go and find that on your favorite streaming platform. Uh, it is important to note that uh, the American Hustle is an organic conversation about the minutia of leadership. Personal development and and possibly community activism or community organizing, and so these things that are uh, ultimately the the foundational principles about what makes us successful um, are are here uh, for you. You know, we're unpacking those here in, in kind of a, a raw conversational experience where we're kind of letting you, our listener, in on what makes uh, our flagship business and that podcast, uh, SFJ 4x4 and the I G podcast, so successful. And so that's what the American Hustle, you know, Jeffrey and I are bringing our our combined 40 years of experience of failing uh, to you. (laughs) That ideally you make different choices, and you're gonna fail. You are, uh, if you're listening to this, you're going to fail at something. It's a it's a matter of getting back up, uh, and hopefully you'll make different different mistakes than what we made, right? Yep. So we've got a uh, an interesting uh, topic for you today. This one. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say well, you so, you're excited. Yeah, I saw well, your hands moving in the background here. So before we even introduce the topic, first sure. off,
0: you know. Go take a moment, like, subscribe, give us a review. We should do all those things. Um, shoot us an email, which all the contact info is at the end of the episode. Uh, that way we know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about, or how you want to join the conversation. But, so today's topic, um, specifically, you were talking about organic conversations. This is a topic that you brought up and I relatively am not familiar with other than the the brief conversations we've had in the past on this show. Sure. So this will be a very organic uh, an unresearched topic for me to present my opinions based on what you, what you provide. That's right. Um, and it's called beach ball.
1: Yeah. It's the beach ball theory. And, and, and folks, we're going to be talking, you know, in the the near future about a number of concepts that, uh, you know, you might call them mantra, you might call them cliches. Uh, but we're going to be doing some that you've heard of and some that you haven't heard of. And And so as Jeffrey uh, has teased out here. It's the beach ball theory, and the beach ball theory is uh, one that I was kind of the second party, third party exposed to uh, about 20 years ago, and it's one that I've developed myself. So it's it's really something that uh, I'll be honest with you. I was sitting in a uh, I was sitting in a in a college class. And I had a professor who was a pretty impactful individual. He was kind of this rebel rouser. Uh, he was actually a a pastor. Um, I want to say he was Presbyterian. He was, he was Presbyterian or Methodist at his at his you know at his foundational principles. But he was a rebel rouser. He had been arrested a sev- several times. Uh, he had done different uh, you know social social issues, and um, he had said something in class, uh, one time, and I got this, this theory cooking in the back of my brain. And I thought, um, no, that's a really interesting concept. And he didn't, he didn't come up with the beach ball theory, but it was, I, I kind of give him the credit for the seed that he planted in me to help, you know, kind of start to conceptualize and unpack it. It is a theory, um, that helps me identify, uh stressors and then response. So not exactly how we respond to it, but how we see stressors affecting other people in life, how we see them affecting ourselves. And so the idea goes um, that if we were to take a, a beach ball, and we're all pretty familiar with with a beach ball, but if you're not, if you're not, it's a it's a fairly light, uh, you know, airy type of ball, right? It's not very dense. Right? Football or basketball has a lot of layers to it. It's very dense. A uh, beach ball is very light and so therefore when it you know, when you put it in or on the water, it kind of has a more of an erratic or a flighty movement to it. So <clears throat> as opposed to say those those more dense balls, right? You can have a more predictable path. So you're at the you're at the beach, you're at the the pool, and you take this beach ball, and uh, ultimately, if you were to try and shove it under the water, what typically happens, Jeffrey?
0: It's going to shoot back up out of the water.
1: It shoots back up out of the water, right? And so you know we have we typically have you know our our, our theory of relativity. Uh, Where an equal and opposite reaction, right? So, right. and the pressure
0: of that water is that uh, initial force, and in the opposite reaction is it launching it's out,
1: launching out? out, right? So the challenge is that most people, if you've ever taken a beach ball and you've shoved it under the water at a, a pool or in the you know the ocean or the lake or whatever, that you typically need two hands to push that down under the water, right? Yep. Because otherwise, when it, when it Kind of explodes out of the water. It can travel in an erratic path. Yes. So the idea of the beach ball theory is that all too often we as individuals try to bury our our feelings, uh, our stressors, our uh, our feelings of inadequacy, uh, a conversation that we've had with somebody that we wish had gone differently, something to that effect, and we take that beach ball. And we use one hand, right, because we're not using our full tool set. Right. We take one hand, and we push it down under the water. What ends up happening when we push it down with one hand is that nine times out of ten, that beach ball has the opportunity to roll off of your single point of contact, that hand, that singular hand, and roll in 360 degrees around. Yep. Right. From the, from could your,
0: smack you in the face or could smack somebody else.
1: That's absolutely right, right? And uh, with mixed company, I'll typically say it could come up and, and hit you in the gut or you know uh, lower, can you know that really comes back and kicks you in the butt, right? Yep, figuratively uh, and 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 potentially literally. So, <clears throat> so the idea is that if we try to suppress our you know, our our negative experiences inappropriately, right? So we're not using appropriate tools or uh, coping skills. We're trying to push it down under the surface that it then has the opportunity to bubble back up and kind of manifest in 360 degrees away from the thing that actually was what was pushing it down. Right so the idea that maybe at work you have a particular project that's looming over your head a development that your work that you're personally responsible for or you're working on maybe it's a personal interaction you have with somebody that you wish you had gone that had gone differently and what you do is you end up pushing that down yep and and then as you're driving home and you're you you thought about this thing and, and reasonably you feel like I'm gonna deal with that at work. I'm gonna deal with that at this isolated moment. I'll figure out some other time to deal with it. Blah 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 blah. And now you're driving home, and you find yourself in the drive-through, and somebody you know is, you know, somebody is being erratic in front of you and right, holding right. up the line or causing problems or whatever. Who knows? And all of a sudden, you lose your bananas at them, right? The, the reality is, would you have actually gone nutty in that drive through line or, or, you know, road rage in that capacity of some, some sort if you weren't already pushing down this frustration, this feeling of inadequacy, this less than desirable interaction you had previously at work? Correct. Or these stressors you had. So you didn't actually address that issue yet you were putting it off. And so that was pushing down the beach ball in a singular point of contact. You're pushing it down under the water and now your frustration bubbles bubbles over or boils over and that beach ball comes racing back to the surface in a different facet or avenue than you had intended. Yes. Right? And that's really the idea. And so we can, we can look at everyday interactions in our life Especially ones that were like, man, that was, that was really weird. That, uh, that coworker got, got really fired up at me real fast, you know, or, um, you you know, it, it might be, I was, you know, having a conversation with my, my loved one and all of a sudden, you know, they shut down on me because it doesn't always have to be, you know, kind of this big blow up. It can be an emotional shutdown. It can be a withdrawal, And you're going, wow! I I really didn't think that our interaction necessitated that. Yeah, Um, it it could be a customer if you know those of us who are in entrepreneurship and or dealing with customer service. It could be a customer coming in and 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 a a relatively trivial, um, you know, relatively trivial situation, you know. uh, And now they're they're furious that you know, that there was onions left on their burger when they requested no onions. And they're like, you know, losing their mind. You're like, why? What? This should not be that big of a deal, you know? Yep. So the idea of the beach ball theory is the is it helps us understand and unpack both how we relate to the world around us and our, uh, our stressors, um, but even sometimes potentially our are things that that move our emotional spectrum or or move our emotional scale. It could be even a really good thing. Yeah. It has you uh, overly excited, overly stimulated, and now you're, uh, you know, acting upon that in an environment where, you know, would not be appropriate either, right? And so it's the idea of having the appropriate tools to address, uh, the beach ball going, going straight down into the water, that's going to happen to us no matter what. Um, those things, those, those things that are going to affect us, um, happen every single day. It's how we then address them, take care of them, nurture them. Um, and then, do we take two hands, right? Do we take appropriate coping skills and a clear mindset and kind of a healthy approach and shove it down, and then in a controlled manner bring it back to the surface and address the beach ball, um, you know, and 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 kind of unpack that experience. Or lacking tools and resources and skills and time and energy uh, in this fast-paced kind of crazy world that we have, are we just shoving it down over here with the, the the one hand and checking our phone with the the other hand, and that beach ball then swings up in 360 degrees of problems elsewhere? So one one thing that you mentioned
0: was about having control as you push down with both hands. Yep. And what I what I specifically thought of at that moment is not only controlling it going down and back up but recognizing the breaking point sure because even with two hands if you push that ball down deep enough into the water you're still going to lose control of it sure so recognizing hey i need help yes finding that moment where you've you've gone too deep
1: yes yeah and 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 ultimately you know with that is is as we've talked about in some of our other podcasts is when you know if we're out in the pool having a pool party, the the appropriate group of people, you push that you push that beach ball, and especially if that beach ball is too big, and we experience it as a group, yeah. we can all push down together, yeah. right, and we can all help it return to the surface together, yep, right. But in that process, we're doing it as kind of a group activity, where where many hands lighten the load, correct, right? and so you know, so the 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 theory kind of can go from this very uh, personalized, independent experience Mm -hmm. um, all the way through to, you know, again, this, a a group or a workplace experience to say, you know, what are we, what are, what are we affected by in our social setting or our personal or professional settings? And then how are we addressing it? And, 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 and again, you know, folks, I'm trying to share that your hands are, are you know, representative of tools that you're using every day. It could be, you know, journaling. It could be making to-do lists. It could be uh, seeking additional resources to to engage other people from, you know, from your work or your community.
0: It could even be if you have somebody that you had that conversation with that you wish went differently going, hey, let's sit down and have some coffee and talk this through a little more. 100%. I didn't quite understand this or, you know, I want to I further this conversation. Yep. Yep. And, and it may be uncomfortable at first because the other person may be like well hey you know I I, I was very clear in my point I, I think that's but you just have to say no no I I understand that you thought you were clear but I'm still unclear yeah or vice versa you could be the one they're like no I was I made sure I told you what was going on we don't need to discuss this anymore it's a waste of my time well if somebody's reaching out and asking for that obviously you didn't explain it sure. as well as you should and you got to take that time and 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 uh, Make them feel validated by taking that.
1: You're absolutely, you're absolutely right, and we're, we're, we're moving ever so slightly away from that concept. But to, to just reinforce exactly what you're saying is that, um, I had the opportunity, and I, I don't exactly recall who it was. Oh, I do now. Um, I had an individual that I was talking to, uh, recently. Uh, I had an opportunity. We were at a. Uh, one of my my daughter's activities. I'm sitting there with um an, a, another man that is you know generationally pretty close to us, and he was talking about some of the things that he's been exposed to in his life. Again, his his beach balls, yeah, right. He's talking about his beach balls, and um and how he has um, compartmentalized things and who he's been exposed to and how he's trying to grow and develop in his own mindset to say he has a growth mindset, but he doesn't want to be, um, you know, a, a, a mogul. He wants a, a different approach. Right. And so we're talking about, it was a really cool, you know, authentic conversation. And we, uh, I got to the point where and he was like, well, I, he, he got a little withdrawn for, opening up to me Mm. for explaining some of these concepts and how he had, um, how he had conjured them up in his mind and how, what he believed his pursuit and his family's experience and their priority set because the nature, the fiber of our conversation got deep under the water. Yeah. The beach ball went down, right? and he he had two hands on the beach ball don't get me wrong right in in this in this partic in this specific conversation yeah but um this is something he's obviously uh grappled with before and and he has put thought into p- granny he's got a bunch of other beach balls in the water you know what i mean yeah, he's yeah. trying to juggle down below but in this very nature he's talking about you know some stuff that's pretty well buried um that needs addressed and he he started to kind of like backtrack and i thought and i was like well you know the concept of what you were just sharing is like hey there's some clarity here like let's let's reach let's let's reach for better clarity um let's put a couple hands on that beach ball right yeah and and the idea that he was backtracking because of and this is such a stupid cliche word in our society toxic masculinity yep right here's the thing folks i'm kind of an alpha dude like i get it if you were to meet me in you know a dark alley you might cross the street from me if you didn't know better right it's just kind of who i am who what i wear on the outside but that's you know that's i'm the furthest thing from toxic masculinity the actual foundational gobbledygook um i'm here for authentic masculinity right but Somewhere bridging between the two of those things, he he started to backtrack. He had realized that we were talking about beach balls that were too far under the water for the traditional concept of toxic masculinity, right? What guys shouldn't be sharing, you know? And I went, whoa, 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 put the brakes on, right? (laughs) Because the one thing that I can, uh, you know, that I can 100% say about myself, and that we have encouraged here at a leadership level at SFJ 4x4. Um, our, You know, again, our flagship business is to make it weird, like to be like, no, I'm w- put the brakes on. I need better clarity. I need to understand that. I didn't hear that well. We didn't communicate this appropriately. Yep. I didn't say this with enough uh, clarity to convey what I was feeling or how I was feeling. Or, hey, right now, we're our plane, our planes, you know, our th- our plane of uh, communication are just you know, just missing, you know, a uh, connection at this point. And I was like, you, you're okay, dude. Like you're, you're perfectly okay. We can unpack this. Um, you can tell me that you appreciate being able to talk about your aspirations, right? Yeah. You, you can tell me that you didn't quite understand, um, a concept that we were sharing and you for a brief moment, because of your own beach ball, you thought that maybe, um, that you were being a little judged or a little ridiculed. Because you weren't, right? We're right. talking about just getting better and and kind of recognizing our strengths and our weaknesses, you know? And seeking that level of clarity, like you were saying, and kind of like being like, okay, wait a second. Because you're asking me, I'm going to value that and I'm going to help clarify this moment. And I, I mean, to
0: me, I think the breakdown of communication and we c- will get more into that, but often stems from people being afraid to ask for clarity.
1: hundred percent. And we have had a previous conversation because there are some tactics that I have adopted over the years. Um, where there's a listener talker uh, conversation yeah. where I'll actually seek to repeat back to somebody what I believe I heard them say. Uh, it's, it's a, a little awkward because it's not how we naturally uh, discourse in society.
0: And I, I think that can also be very intimidating to someone that's not used to that. Right. And you have to do it tactfully because you could cause more tension. You could. If they're
1: not prepared for that and again if that beach ball is buried down and they're they're trying not to address it correct right and it's already something that's a little sensitive And what that listener talker thing is folks if you're unfamiliar with it and I'll just kind of share when somebody is speaking and they get done with their statement, what you as the listener would say is I hear that you are telling me, blah, 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 blah. Is that correct? And, and so that's just not natural, right? When we're sitting around the bar at happy hour or sitting around the backyard barbecue, or, you know, we're hanging out in line at the, uh, at at the church waiting to, you know, congratulate the pastor on a sermon. Well done making small talk. That's typically not the manner in which we communicate. However, when we do that, it ensures that the message that the talker is sharing is wholly received by the listener. Likewise, if the listener has made a mistake in, because of their perception, their bias, what they bring to the table and what they think they heard the talker say, when they communicate back to the talker, the talker can go, "Yeah, that's exactly what I said, right? Uh, I love, you know, uh, purple flowers um because they they smell the best versus oh I, I didn't I didn't say I hate blue flowers, right? And and so if the listener goes, Well, I heard you say that you you hate blue flowers because, you know, they're just they just take up a bunch of space. And they're like, no no no, I was I was trying to share how much I, I love the smell of purple flowers. And yep. just blue flowers don't have the, the same, you know, aroma that I that I like. Yep. You know, it's it's then how we that is a tool at which we can address that beach ball that's buried down under the water, right? Because ultimately, we all have these um, stressors, these energy-giving or energy-taking interactions every single day.
0: And I'm going to tell you right now, that concept, the, the most that I've ever practiced that concept is in customer service. 100%. When a customer comes in upset or with a complaint, the very first thing you need to do as a, as a customer service associate is understand their problem and repeat it back to them because there may be a line of communication that you're just not getting to. Right. And by doing that, so let me understand what you're telling me is that this, this, and that. And, and they're going to say, oh, no, well, actually, it's this. Yep. And now you can fine tune and, 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 and give a better your, approach.
1: To your credit, and folks listening in understand that uh, wanna one of jeffrey's positions that he excels at is 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 truly customer service at an authentic and empathetic empathetic uh, manner so that when when the italian stallion says this his intention is to do it in an authentic position of understanding right not from a position of a a perception of bias to say well we did everything right that's one of my my biggest gripes that i have seen in other businesses is they immediately enter the conversation of we did everything right Your, you the fact that you have a problem with this is the is is uh, is an offense to my approach right i mean it's an attack on my character and it's like no 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 Le- like if we can let's let's start to to understand the the middle ground and, and then go from there. So And basically what you're doing, to your credit of your
0: beach ball statement, is you're putting your hands on their beach ball to help support it. 100%. And, I, I mean, my, my biggest secret and success to that is I assume that I am the problem when that conversation starts. I assume that I made a mistake or our company made a mistake until I further understand their problem. Sure. Because mistakes happen. If you immediately go on the defense... And assume that there's no no possible way that you made the mistake, well the customer's going to sense that.
1: Yep, and And, I see it all the time. And 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 all you're doing
0: is kicking their beach ball out from under their hands. Kicking their beach ball out,
1: (laughs) right? And now, now the the chance of getting that beach ball back and under control. Yep. Right now it's popping up. It's you know, and we've all seen these. We've all seen these reviews online or the person blow up in the, the, the convenience store or in the Walmart customer service line. Now they're talking about their grandma boo-boo and she's not going to have her medicine and the fact that the car broke down three weeks ago and you know uh, the, the fact that there was an overdraft and the money's – it's like, whoa, there's like 101 things now. The beach ball has left the chat. And, you know, customer service is just ramping the person up. That person's firing off all the things the beach ball's hitting on the way up out of yep. the water. And instead, as you've said, um, you know, the idea of, of going, hey, how can, I, how can I help you control this situation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, my own personal situation, I don't know that I would exactly... Um, Kind of assume that I'm in the the wrong right away that we've made a mistake, but I can I can 100% say the fact that there is a miscommunication and that a customer has left, uh, or or the customer is dissatisfied in this moment, I immediately feel like we did not do our job. Correct, right in that situation, and and that's more along what I mean. Okay, because if you go in
0: into the conversation, just again on the defense, going now we we did everything right. You're just an idiot customer. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah. That's the wrong approach, but you have to be willing to understand their, their perspective, understand that even if you didn't actually make a mistake, Yep. you have to assume that in their mind, you made a mistake and you have to figure out how to address that work with that customer, understand mm-hmm. exactly where things went wrong. Absolutely. Nine times out of 10, it is just a communication issue.
1: Oh, almost always. Right. And that's, and that's, that's one of those, you know, we overcomplicate so many situations in our life. Yep. And sometimes and that's why I like to say, let's make it weird. And, and, and that's, that's just because that's simply because we're not effective communicators in society, right? If you, if you appreciate somebody, you take a moment and you, you get your, your coffee today and you're, you're going through Starbucks or Dunkin' or whatever, and that barista does a nice job making it uh, and in and you you stare them in the eyes and you're like you made a really good cup of coffee today they're gonna be like i'm gonna get a pfa on you because (laughs) Because that's weird right it's It's very weird but the reality is uh, and I I say this uh, jokingly all the time. Eyes wide open, man. My eyes are wide open. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I, I have no problem when I was when I became a teenager. I had no problem telling other guys that I loved them and that I appreciated them and I saw the value that they brought to the world. Yeah. Right. That's not something that we have practiced uh, regularly in society. Right. When somebody does a good job. My wife and I have made a point over the years to call in and specifically ask for a manager to, to say, hey, you guys really you guys really did your job today. Not not, you know, because we expected less, but because all too often uh, people call in and they talk to that manager just to to air their grievances. Yes. And our our objective is to make it weird and it shouldn't be weird, and that's the, the tongue-in-cheek there. Right, right. You know? We should be able to show appreciation for people. Now, with that said, when we do say, hey, this is a position of improvement, we have the same level of authenticity to say, hey, this is where where uh, I'm, I'm used to getting X, Y, and Z service out of this establishment, and I'm not receiving that today. Right. Uh, I don't mean it in a derogatory. I don't mean it to, to kick that beach ball out of your hands. I mean it as a manner in which to equally hold on to that beach, beach ball with you and go, okay, what's going on that you're you're kind of sluggish today, that you're dragging a little bit. How can I help you address whatever's pushing your beach ball down? Yep. Because I'm used to getting X, Y, and Z services or response or attitude out of this individual. And now that it's contrary or different, all right, how can I help you work through this process? And that's, you know, the, the value of starting to look at uh, our, our ebb and flow of, of personal and social professional energies as the fact that everybody is just trying to, you know, everybody has these stressors, these high energy uh, influxes in their life. And how are we addressing them? Yes. Um, and so the, we have our, our personal approach to say, hey, I'm pushing this beach ball down because I'm, I'm stressed uh, at work, I'm stressed in a personal relationship. I'm stressed with uh, finances. yeah and, and and now now it's bubbling over at work because I'm pissed because the the printer is out of paper. What are you are you really that mad at the the printer being out of paper? or are you you mad because um, you requested masking tape? uh and and you you, at work and you still have not received your masking tape and it's been six weeks right i mean this place is garbage we can't keep any resources around blah 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 blah. are you are you that mad at the printer right now or are you mad because you're you're digging up stuff uh because that beach ball from the masking tape six weeks ago uh, which is a true story folks so the, 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 the not here um but i'm i'm personally acquainted with the a uh, workplace that refuses to authorize masking tape. Uh, individual has requested masking tape many times through the uh, official and uh, and proceduralized request, and has not been given masking tape. Were they given a red stapler? They were not given a red stapler <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. And if you don't know what that is, folks, that is a great inside joke to uh, Office Space. Yes, uh, fantastic. Uh, kind of a criticism at corporate America in the uh, coming out of the the nineties into the, into two thousand. Um, but we obviously we here. This is why you got to follow along with with SFJ four x four and all our social uh, because we talk about our red staplers uh, with with enough frequency. Oh yeah, as well. So I I love the 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 beach ball theory the beach ball concept um just uh, as a as a way of understanding things that affect us but as a way to understand people around me yes and i think that that is um it, they're both equally important yep right that we have to be able to both know know thyself but also understand the, the fact that our social, um, personal, professional interaction in this moment is also affected by the beach balls that you're attempting to juggle under the water.
0: So I'm going to take it one step further uh, right as we end this topic. But the think of a swimming pool, put 10 people in the swimming pool, each with their own beach ball. Some of them are going to be holding it. Some of them are going to be pressing it underwater. There's probably a couple people standing on the beach ball. <laughs> yes. And yes. what happens with the people that are standing on the beach ball? One, one wrong move, one wrong thing. Yes. And that beach ball comes out like a rocket and hits somebody in the
1: face. Yes.
0: And that is about understanding that just because everything is going right in your life does not mean the person next to you is not struggling with something and that their little blow up that's going to set you off because it's now you're you lo- you dropped your beach ball now because of it your beach
1: ball has moved and changed yep
0: uh, you have to recognize hey we need to take a moment and understand why they're so frustrated why did their beach ball ha- go yes. loose to begin with
1: yes uh, i i i agree 100% and i i love to expand upon the concept the way that you did because at, at any given time that that pool uh, can be small, it can be big. It has to do with your, your workspace, your social space, your, your community, the board that you're sitting on, um, you know, your small business think tank, whatever it is, all of those people in that space have their own beach balls. We all have things that are affecting us. We're all trying, you know, uh, successfully and unsuccessfully to, to manage, uh, those, High and low energy levels. Yes, and so when a blow up happens, how does it affect the, those around us in, in our "quote unquote" confined space? How are we addressing our own things, and how are we helping them through the process? Right. I think being able to break this down or conceptualize it in this idea of the fact that you're screaming at me right now about uh, a dirty footprint on uh, you know if you're an automotive garage and. You know, you gave the, your vehicle back to a customer and the customer comes, you know, back in the door and they're screaming because you got a footprint on their, 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 you know, the mat of their floor going, okay, are you really that mad over, you know, a dirty footprint on, you know, on the floor mats or are you upset about something else in your life right now? Yep. And understanding that I should not take it personal at that point yeah. as that customer service person. I'm now seeking uh, to create resolution and understand their position, yeah, um, in in such a way that we can remedy the situation to make it better for both of us. Yep, and the the same concept goes for if you're you know on the uh, on a board and you know local nonprofit and you're you're working towards a shared goal and. You start a conversation about an event you're having on the weekend and somebody starts to fly off the handle. Maybe they're not actually that mad at you or the event or anything like that. We have to understand that something could be bubbling up or boiling over. Yep. The beach ball they shoved down this morning has now sprung up. With force, uh, equal and opposite reaction coming up to the surface in something entirely unrelated to the the moment at hand and to the moment that was their initial stressor. Yes, those are so valuable to help us approach interacting with other people, but also addressing our own, our own feelings yes. uh, and how we process every single day. So, super cool concept, folks. Um, I hope that. The beach ball theory is one that you uh, will will take and and kind of expand upon in your own thought process. That you will look for ways to apply it to your everyday life as well, and and, and help you become more successful. Because now you're looking at this, going, "Hey, I'm not going to take this personally," because I see where this is is wholly unrelated to our current moment, to our current conversation. And, and, or that when you're pushing down your own beach balls, you're going, Hey, I'm going to try and do it with some tools in my toolkit and, and really control that, that high energy, uh, stressor good or bad as it, as it goes down and comes back up in, in its own travel for me. I I would love to hear if, if, if this means anything to you, if you can expand upon it yourself in, in conceptualization, uh, we would love for you to reach out to us. You can reach Jeff the Italian Stallion, the producer, at uh, j-e-f-f-c at s-f-j, the number four, x, the number four, dot com. So that's j-e-f-f, the letter c, Jeff C at sfj4x4.com or you can reach us on our text only number 440-855-2100 and let us know how we're doing uh, does this does this speak to you how how do these concepts how do these things uh, how have you experienced them before where do you see them um, you know being relevant or you know inadequate in your own experience We want to know that, we want to talk about it, and we want to expand upon those things for folks as we, you know, as we unpack this process of how do we become successful in the Western culture, in the American society uh, that we're all hustling in. Absolutely. And this is my world now.
0: So our quote of the week, it doesn't get easier, you just get better. Mm. Uh, unknown source. But that that quote really resonates with me because life is always challenging. It's always going to bring more challenges. But it's how you do in life, how you get better, make yourself better. That makes it appear easier.
1: Yes. hundred percent. And I, I just I recently have had to share entirely too many times um, that life is just a series of trials and tribulations and those of us who are too stubborn to give up are the ones who appear successful. Yes. And, and so there's just a tremendous credit to the quote of the week. Um, and, of course, I always love the quote of the week. It's just my, one of my favorite parts of this conversation. And the idea that, um, you know, it, it just it doesn't actually get, get easier, right? Or yep. um, the idea that we just, we just have to keep getting better. Just a little bit, a little step forward, uh, a little more recognition, a little more empathy, a little more approach of of authenticity in how we are going to address the situation. Um, Really understanding these concepts and applying them to our life, and you know, soon enough we'll be that Olympian flipping across the uh, the (laughs) the mat, right? That everybody's sitting at home going, "Oh, she should have done a triple lux." Blah 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 blah. I'm thinking. I couldn't do that, you know, but yeah. it looks easy from the outside looking in, right?
0: So uh, my other thing is people always say, oh, just hang in there. It's, it'll get better. No, it, it won't. You will get better. Yes. You yeah. you will get better. You have to find a way to to make that experience a way to improve in life.
1: Yes, we have to. Uh, We have to learn how to control that beach ball going down and coming back up, whether it's utilizing other people to help in the process, whether it's trying to eliminate the beach ball altogether because it's a particular stressor, whatever it might be. It's not necessarily going to get easier. It's we're going to get better in the process. Yes. We're going to learn a little more and do a little more that helps us. Correct. I love it. All right, folks. This was a banger as far as I'm concerned. We have a handful uh, of more cliches or mantras or theories or concepts, however you would like to kind of think about them, that are these uh, particular quips that allow us to understand the world around us. And you're going to want to tune in for them uh, in the next coming weeks and episodes of the American hustle, I, I think we're going to be good. talking
0: about NASCAR racing coming up.
1: NASCAR racing, man, and it is—it's uh, a—it's another—it's a doozy, as I, far as I'm concerned.
0: I, I want listeners to try to guess how that's going to go. I like, think what, that would be fun. What
1: What do you think? We're going to
0: be how are we relating NASCAR racing to leadership?
1: I love it. We're going to be NASCAR racing next week. Without further ado, get out there and get hungry and stay hungry. And this is my the American dream is not dead. We want to help
0: you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through Heart and Hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffcsfj at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.